Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Crip Parenting. I am Tyler, the dad in a wheelchair, here with Tara, the blind mom. Instead of an audio recording to start up this episode, we would like to start with a moment of silence to honor the 21 lives lost in the Uvalde, Texas shooting at Robb Elementary. I'm not even sure how to start this episode. Um, On Tuesday, do you remember the date? May... Heavens. Uh, It was the 24th, May 24th. Yeah, Tuesday, May 24th. I was sitting, uh, just scrolling through my phone, and I saw the headline uh, on Facebook, and... My thought was, please no, tell me this is not what I'm seeing. And um was what I'm seeing and I I don't I'm sure you're in the same boat where your mind just oh you just keep thinking about it. Yeah, I got these text alerts on my phone from you know, my local news station I follow. And I was, you know, in the middle of my work day and I was trying to piece these messages together as they came through and I decided to turn on the live news. Yeah. And uh, it was rather horrific to hear that there was a uh, mass shooting at Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas. Um, For me, it affected me deeply because um, we have two elementary age children. Yeah, I... Um, the the Sandy Hook shooting that happened in November of... I think it was November of 2000. December. December, sorry. Yeah, December of 2012. Um, they... Um, Uh, we weren't parents yet. We were trying to be parents. And I think sometimes when you're in the group of people that is victimized, it really it really changes your perspective. And so this one has really hit me hard. And I've also felt like sometimes maybe if something happens once, <laughs> you can kind of think, well, that's a fluke or, you know, it's a tragedy and it's horrible, but it can't happen again. And then we have another one. So, um... And you're talking about mass shootings. Yeah, mass shootings of kids. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not very articulate on, on this podcast. I usually speak better than this, but... I think as, Sandy Hook was a group of, what, 20-plus first graders? Yeah, they were... 
Ariana's um, age. Yeah. So, um, so we we have, as as we've kept thinking about this and talking about this the past week. Um, I don't know about you, but I've had times when I am able to try and follow what's happened, and times when I just can't. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Um, but I think uh, that I have hope in the Sandy Hook parents who have come together in the past 10 years and the continuous work that they have done. I think they're real, real heroes in our society who have tried to take a tragedy that no one wants to experience and um, make try and um, pass on a gift to all of us of how we can do better as a society and as a country and how we can do better at protecting our most vulnerable kids. Do you want to read what they what they're asking for? Well yeah, they're asking for uh, some legislation which we'll talk about in just a minute. But I think more impactful, they are, they've developed a whole program to teach kids, you know, to teach kids of all ages to spot people who might be in crisis. Most often, this would be their peers who are in crisis and uh, also teach these kids how to, how to reach out to those in crisis or who may feel isolated and befriend them. Because I think with, with friends and good support systems, kids thrive. And um, they don't, hopefully don't turn to gun violence as, as an outlet for their pain and anguish. Yeah, yeah, we've a lot, there's been a lot of talk about mental health and better mental health and I really love the way that the um Sandy Hook Promise has addressed it. Mhm. Um they've also uh, the the group Sandy Hook Promise has also worked on to develop what they call common sense regulation or legislation that focuses on five areas. The first is background background checks on all gun sales. I think uh, this was passed, this legislation was passed a few years ago, and there are loopholes to that. And so the Sandy Hook Promise Foundation continues to work to close those loopholes so that things like uh, private gun sales uh, are can still receive uh, background checks on those who purchase those guns privately. There's also extreme risk protection orders where Family members can work with the court or the police to separate the weapon from 
the distressed individual until they can get the help they need and uh, safely get their their weapon back. Uh, there is also a plea from them to stop assault weapon sales. Um, there shouldn't, you know, there there should be no reason that a common citizen needs to have um, you know, big assault rifles out in public. There is also uh, a measure or a request that they're working on to protect kids from ghost guns. For me, this is probably one of the most disturbing uh, things I learned about in, in studying uh, this foundation's work. Ghost guns are guns that can be 3D printed. There can be kits to make these guns downloaded from the internet. And there is currently no regulation on ghost guns and and their use or production. And this scares me because anybody can get their hands on these and and create these weapons that that are just as destructive as, as a gun that might be purchased either privately or through a gun show. And then lastly, uh, there's work to put limits on high-capacity magazines so that a shooter can't shoot up you know, 30 rounds or more uh, to, you know, to kill a bunch of people. That's just not needed in our everyday society. The, um, as I follow them um, on social media, one of the, the moms uh, has talked about that at Sandy Hook, when the shooter had to pause to reload, 11 kids were able to escape. So, um, as I've thought about recording this podcast, um, I've asked myself, what do, what do we have to contribute? Like, why are we using our voices to say something when so many other people will say things, um, that NBA coach, what was his name? Steve Kerr. Yeah, I mean, he was so eloquent and articulate. So why are we adding our voices? And for me, the reason I want to say something is the whole premise of our podcast, or one of them, is that as disabled people, um, we... We know what it is like when our society comes together as as businesses, as humans, as the government, and looks at some of our most vulnerable citizens and asks, how can we make your lives better? How can we help you? And we know what it's like when 
they listen. And every, every day, uh, you go to work. Mm-hmm. You, and all that that means, you can cross a street independently. You can access public transportation independently. You work to help dis- other disabled people find successful, gainful employment. Right, and this is all, this is all because of the Americans with Disabilities Act. We um, we were went both to... we were both very young when it was passed. Yeah, but we both have recently watched a YouTube video showing the signing of the ADA into law, and over and over it was repeated that this was a bipartisan effort. The Congress came together to. Uh, work with businesses and to hear voices of the community, especially those who uh, did the capital crawl uh, to make their voices heard. But, but Congress came together to enact this legislation or to, to write this legislation and President Bush signed it into law. It was it was amazing, you know, it, was, it was amazing legislation that, you know, as you've alluded to, impacts our lives for the good every day. And, um, sorry, Marie is in the background playing her violin, and so <laughs> it's a wonderful distraction to have. Yeah, it's making us... It's making us smile. Yes. She, she even preferred it over the TV. Uh, voluntarily. I'm so impressed. Yes, we're proud of you, Way to go. Um, you know, I... As I have watched the Sandy Hook parents, um, I, I don't know how they keep... I don't know how they keep doing it year after year, day after day, and talking about the most vulnerable, agonizing moments of their lives when their babies were uh, murdered. But I think I know why. (laughs) And they do it because... They do it because of, of people like us that they've never met and never will meet. Um, I sent you a frantic text this week. (laughs) I forgot, um, cupcakes on the grocery list. And so you spent an extra hour and a half after your workday to take public transportation, accessible public transportation, to go into an accessible, wheelchair accessible store and bring our daughter cupcakes to, so she could take to school for the last day and celebrate her summer birthday and celebrate her summer birthday and I'm so touched and grateful to uh, the the parents of Sandy Hook that they have taken an imaginable tragedy and have tried to and continue to try to make our world a better, safer, 
place and I felt like that we should speak up in gratitude and support because I really love our kids. Yes. And I I want them to stay <laughs> on our earth and be happy and safe and grow up into happy, content, safe adults who contribute to the community. And and I'm really touched and grateful um, to those parents who have done their best to try and make it happen. And I want to say thanks. And I want to say that we are, are very supportive of what um, what you're doing. And as disabled people, we we know that our country can come together and that we can make our world a better place for our most vulnerable. For our kids. Yeah, for our kids. Yeah, yeah I mean, for for us, this whole podcast is about sharing our experiences about our kids and with our kids and how amazingly grateful we are to have them. Yeah. And um, I feel like we had to add our voices. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to add our voices. And, and our deep sorrow for the tragedy that more people are now going through. <laughs> and, and to express our love for the community of Uvalde. Yeah. And all that they're going through right now. And, um, and I, I think... Don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm left knowing what to say and, and without words because I feel like words are inadequate. Yeah, um, I know. I, I know. I just, I feel like as... Um, disabled people we've seen our society come together and do better and um, I hope that we can I hope that we can listen Um, I hope that we'll be willing to truly listen to each other and and, make changes and make changes and, and have and have a conversation instead of it being a finger pointing game of well, you're wrong because of X issue, and I'm right because of issue Y. Right. Let's let's not have finger pointing conversations with each other. Let's let's be vulnerable with each other and truly willing to listen to each other, because I think that's how we learn, and that's how I think more importantly that's how we develop friendships. And you talked about the people that were really listened to, on with the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act were the people that did the capital, capital crawl. Mm-hmm. I think the people that really need to be listened to are um, the, the, the parents. Are the parents of, and the family. Yeah, and the parents of the family of these kids who will never see their, their kids again. I, I'm, that's who I'd really like us, our, our elected officials to listen to more than anybody else is them. Mm-hmm. Because they're the ones that are suffering the most. And so they're the ones that need the help the most. Just like 32 years ago, disabled people were struggling the most. Disabled people needed the help the most to be a part of society and to be included. And and it's not um, perfect post-ADA, but we're doing 
a huge part of what we're doing is because of it. So I think we can do better. Do you have anything else you want to add? I don't. Okay, well, we'll be back again, hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> and um, we'll re-record the podcast that you we lost. I was so sad. It was all about... Um, all about some of the health stuff that we've gone through and hmm. how to get out of unpacking your house when you move. You know, we've got some tips. So Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, join us next time and, and we'll have a little more fun than we had today. Uh, but, you know, as we always say, we also want this podcast to be a platform where other people with disabilities can share their stories of, of you know, of their lives and what they've experienced. Um, we want to hear from you. Uh, please feel free to reach us at Crip Parenting, C R I P P A R E N T I N G, at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. This podcast is gratefully dedicated to the people of the disability civil rights movement. Every time we use public transportation, go to work, go to a school event with our children, we are living in the world you made possible.